0: Hello, this is Tyler Smith. And this is Trevor Smith. And this is Behind Enemy Lines. And we have a lot to discuss this week. So Trevor, there's been a lot going on this past week uh, in California. Yeah, it's been a real bumpy ride this last uh, seven days since our last episode. I took down a few notes of things we can discuss. One being all the new bills that have been introduced into the California legislature Legislature just so far for 2019.
1: Yeah, you know, I assume, I haven't seen your list, but I assume many of the ones you want to talk about have to do with uh, gun control initiatives, um, sanctuary
0: city laws, yeah, and the like. Yeah, well, it is California. And that's what they seem to really be pushing. One of the best, I think, right now in the legislature that is doing the most that he can do for us as citizens is Kevin Kiley. Some of his bills have been really great lately. Another topic we can discuss is the Judge Janine issue with Fox.
1: Oh, yeah, the censorship of
0: uh, conservative voices continues. Yeah. Uh... And then, of course, ending out the week is this news of Gavin, Gavin Newsom commuting 737 death row inmates. Right, a moratorium on anybody's
1: uh, execution that comes up during his four years.
0: Yes. So let's get started on the laws. How many... If you were to guess, do you, uh, new bills, would you say off the top of your head, have been introduced for twenty yeah, nineteen? We're only what fifteen weeks into the into the year. Yeah. Now, Grant, there is a cutoff date of when bills can be introduced. After that cutoff date, uh, they need to have special like waivers to get introduced. So, it was towards the end of February. Is the cutoff date. I think it's the last week of February. So for January and February, how many bills do you think were introduced?
1: If I was to be a, a guessing man, which I, I am, I would guess some. I would guess conservatively, let's say one hundred.
0: Okay, uh, it's a little bit higher than that. Um, let's go with maybe two hundred. <laughs> no, it's it's actually quite higher than that as well. Maybe five hundred. All right, let me tell you, so far, for uh, up until the last week of February, there have been 2,576 new bills proposed in the California legislature. And I was guessing more like 500. That's, that's pretty incredible. Uh, in the assembly, there was 1,000, oh, just in the last week, there was 1,556 bills introduced. They kind of had a bum rush before the deadline cut them off. They kind of everybody was turning them in. There was just a thousand one hundred and eight in the assembly, and four hundred and forty eight in the senate. I wonder what the obsession is
1: in uh, California for these legisl- uh, legislators. Just have to have to write something. Yeah, it's like they got to keep busy. Yeah, it's. Um, you know, I wonder, but I, I know, and, you know, I, I know deep down what it is. It's it's the um, you give somebody a little bit of power and then you, they would automatically, they're inclined to turn into an anti-state. Um, yeah, it's every liberty, day. Liberty in the state is scarce
0: and hard to come by. It's every day they're literally looking for something else they can restrict or create a law about. And it's not just the these safety laws, which I would also argue could be a violation of liberty, but it's whatever well, safety, they can think of.
1: Safety laws are always, uh, by their own nature... Um, far and away from anything necessary to actually keep you safe. It's always a restriction on something that might lead to something, that might lead to something that might harm you. Yeah. And it's it's like a group of children is how they look at us. And you know, there are laws in the state that I don't agree with and but just basic principles of what you can own. How crazy is it that in a state uh in the United States of America based on liberty, founded on freedoms, there are things that you can't own. Yeah. You know, there it's like for the common good, the only thing that should be illegal is something that you can use to harm another person. Uh, you know, you, can't, you shouldn't be able to murder. You shouldn't yeah. be able to force drugs onto somebody. But really, the idea that you can't own something, you can't own a certain weapon because of how many rounds it holds uh, for your own self-defense. Yeah. And you're not a murderer.
0: With no evidence that you're going to do something bad. Exactly.
1: Or, you know, even... Um, and a lot of conservatives disagree with me, but even marijuana laws are, are you know, to say you can't own something, you know, I, we personally don't advocate for the use of marijuana, but to say you can't own something is it's the first infringement. So you can't have something, if I have this plant that goes out of the ground on my person, which I don't carry, but if I did, you can legally
0: lock me in a cage for it. That just, It blows my mind. Yeah. Just on the last day of the before the deadline, just the last day, how many think? how many bills do you think were put forward? I'd say at least a third of those 2,000. 742 bills, almost half. So it was quite a busy day. Uh, 505 in the assembly and 237 in the senate. So for 20 for 2019, a total of 2,576 bills were introduced, uh, divided. Between, of course, the Assembly and the Senate was, 1799 for the Assembly and 777 in the Senate. These also include constitutional amendments to the state constitution and resolutions. So have you picked out a couple of the ones that you'd
1: like to address today?
0: Yeah. Uh, I see for firearms, we were talking about some of
1: the oh boy, what else? What could be done
0: for firearms?: What could they possibly restrict now? They've already restricted
1: what you can have, how many rounds it can hold, what kind of magazines you can have. What could they possibly
0: restrict now? Really everything. There's a bill on for ammunition. There's a bill put forward on handgun storage. Another uh, two put forward on illegal possession. Um, Background checks. There was another one on background checks. Also having to do with sales and transfers. Sorry to interrupt you, but... Um Speaking about background checks, uh,
1: I'm not sure. I haven't seen in the last few days to a week where it is now, but do you remember HR, was it HR ad? I'm not going to remember the number for it. The, the House bill in, in the United States Congress, where they were commonly known as the universal background check. Mm, yeah, yeah. I just want our listeners to realize, uh, to, to to know something here. If you're confused about what a universal background check is, It's not this idea of if you want to buy a gun, you get a background check, and that there are some loopholes, and so we should fill the loopholes. That's not what it is. Already, legally, to buy a gun, you have to have a background check. I have weapons. I have had my background checked. Guaranteed, before you pick up a gun from a gun store, you've had a background check. What this universal background check does, say that you're at home with your wife or your children, and you have a weapon to protect your home. You have a firearm. And you're completely legal. The gun is legal. You have all the restrictions on it and you leave the house and your children or your wife or your husband or whoever it is who does not own the firearm has been trained how to use that weapon and has been trained how to defend themselves and the other people in the house. And you leave and then the house is broken into by an intruder and their safety is threatened. If they this bill would make it to where if they were to grab your weapon that they've been trained to use and use it to defend themselves or anybody on the house where you're not there, but they
0: haven't been background checked for that weapon, they've committed a felony. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, it's crazy that you get literally getting to the point where you can't do anything. The criminals are allowed to essentially come in. There's nothing you can do to stop them. Uh, we always hear the stories of people being sued when a criminal somehow you know breaks their leg on your property, and yet they can sue you. And now... Apparently they can just go around killing and they're not even going to get death penalty. Which yeah. is a,
1: which is another thing that we'll address after we cover some more of these uh, bills that are being considered in the Congress of California right now. Yeah. So uh, for
0: firearms, there's been a total of nine new bills. Uh, that's Jess just that's on a slow that's a slow weapons, year for California. Firearms stuff like that. There's been nine. That's a slow year for California. And Jerry Brown's last year of signing bills, he signed ten. Yeah. Uh, new restrictions on firearms. Some of the categories of these bills, if we were to break them into categories, there's bills on firearms, agriculture, air pollution, the E85 fuel. I think you had um, a truck that took E85 at one point.
1: Right. Flex fuel, the ethanol.
0: There's uh, another bill about that in the assembly. Going through Uh, in the Senate, they're looking at a bill on breastfeeding. There's bills on bullying, microchipping cats and dogs, child care, of course, and we have more climate change, climate innovation uh, on the coast, coastal zones, such as like uh, oil spills, how to regulate oil spills or, you know, fix them. And, uh, even a bill in the Senate for specialized license plates that we're looking at. Discrimination and harassment bills, emergency as in disasters, disaster relief, other emergencies like um, uh, like when the governor calls for state of emergency, wildlife and game. Immigrants and immigration, there are seven, seven new bills being put forward having to do with immigrants and immigration. I would venture to, I, I obviously don't see your list,
1: but I would venture a guess to say that most of those are protecting illegals in this state. Yeah. Um, we were just discussing before we came on the air that- One being
0: medical eligibility. Wow.
1: You know, I can't wait to pay for more benefits for people who yeah. don't belong here. But but as I was saying, we were discussing before coming on the air today, the instance of Fox News just uh, received reports of an arrest from last month, an illegal immigrant stalking for, for some time a woman named, um, what was it, Bambi Larson? Yeah. And Bambi Larson, a woman in her 50s, was stalked by an illegal immigrant, had reported it, asked for help, was really ignored by the county of, uh, I believe, Santa Clara, San Jose, California, and he, he eventually murdered her brutally yeah. brutally uh assaulted and stabbed her, and that immigrant was detained nine different times by ice and uh, border patrol agents and was every time protected by santa clara county's uh sanctuary city, uh, sanctuary county policies it took you know and now they're all blaming each other whose fault it is that he got away with it, even though he was on probation at the time for a string of different uh vi- Violent offenses, drug offenses, um, false imprisonment. So most of these laws, you know, are protecting the illegal and leaving the citizen, the law-abiding citizen of California, out to dry.
0: Yeah, well, it's really what they do in California. We see more and more that this, um, the majority of elected officials now don't care whatsoever what the citizen or the voter thinks. Um, looking at this list, there are twenty new bills being proposed having to do with medi-cal 20 as if there's that much we need to deal with um, how many do you think are have to do with sales or taxes are they raising taxes again already the highest tax state in the union there's 11 bills having to do with taxes taxes on cannabis carbon taxes. Uh, financial assistance, manufacturing, recreational vehicles, um, diapers, trucks, handguns, and then uh, uh, retailers engaged in state business. There's a bill in the assembly right now having to do with sunscreen. <laughs> Why <laughs> exactly? Some of these things that these workers are—they're supposed to be our workers, but um, having to do with. What they're doing. There's one having to do with Valley Fever. Uh, the description they have here in the assembly is construction workers and awareness training. Well, we do have some of the worst drivers in the country, so
1: I'm going to let that one slide.
0: Um, for water. When we have an issue with water, mainly because our state will not hold on to it. Uh, they dump, what was it, a couple years ago, like 5 billion gallons to get two fish out to sea?
1: Yeah, with our
0: the way that our government
1: in this state is run, we uh we spent so much money dog eared for infrastructure projects on other things other than that. health uh, healthcare, welfare, food stamps, child care, college education for illegal immigrants that they didn't pay to repair the dam in Oroville. And now myself and our brother Tim uh live at pretty much at the base of the Oroville Dam, you know, just a couple of miles downstream from the yeah. Oroville Dam. And so we're very aware of what's happening there. And when that started breaking a couple of years ago, I don't know if anybody's aware of this, but we washed out several times more trying to lower the water level yeah. of the of the lake to save the dam from breaking and drowning all of us in the state. We washed out several times more water than we saved in the seven years that we conserved the water during the drought.
0: Yeah, I believe it's up to three times. Yeah, there's you know we not only lost everything we saved, but Three times it. I believe it was Milton Friedman. I could be wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe it was Milton Friedman who
1: said, if you put the United States government in control of the Sahara Desert, within five years they'll declare a shortage of sand. Yeah. And that, that uh, translates in California politics to, we don't know what, to, what we're doing with the water. You know, we, you've got the agricultural basket of the world here in the North Valley, and they keep sending all of our water down to L.A. County because God knows they need their water parks and golf courses to be green.
0: Yeah, there are 13 bills having to do with water. Of course, bonds, which is more money. Uh, and then drinking water, plastics, pollutants, um, stream networks, recycled water, pipelines, water supplies, water loss performance, on and on and on. Really, any bill anybody could think of is being thrown at the wall right now. It's it's outrageous. Um Again, one of the great, I think, in our assembly, one of the good assemblymen is Kevin Kylie. We've he, met him a few
1: times. He's running for District 1 of Senate. Yeah, he
0: way. is running for the state senate now. Uh, the state senator from District 1 was Ted Gaines, and he's recently, he was elected to another position. And so there's a special election coming up in March for that, and he's running. I
1: don't believe Ted Gaines actually made it to the other, the other position, unless it was a, not a
0: statewide one. I don't remember if he yeah, was, it was board for, of equalization.
1: Yeah, okay. So for his El Dorado County, I believe, El Dorado yeah. Hills is where he, uh, he and his wife live. So
0: the seat has opened up and there is uh, really a rush. I think there's like six people running for the seat. Um, several of which are Republicans. Several Republicans. Yeah, I know Brian Daly is running. Rex Heim, who I keep getting emails from. Do <laughs> you ever, ever get those political emails? You don't know how they got your email? Yeah, well, I, uh, I got emails from the Hillary Clinton campaign once. I uh, keep getting back
1: in 2015. Turns out a friend of ours uh, pulling a prank on me sent my email address to the Hillary Clinton campaign. Now, I still get emails from her.
0: Now that's, that's not funny. <laughs> I, wasn't, I
1: wasn't thrilled, to say the least. Um, he, uh, he tricked me into that one, I'll tell you.
0: I, I actually get emails from Ami Barra. Still. Um, I don't know how they got my email. I don't fill out anything with them. Somehow <laughs> you Ami Barra emails you know, I me. I get Ami Barra emails too. I get now Rex. Is it Heim? It's Hime? It's H I M E. It's either Hime or Hime. I get his all the time. I
1: you don't think know how would, he got mine. You think I know they're trying to get us to you know vote for them? But you think they would ask who you support before they add you to their
0: list? The one politician, the the one I gave my uh, California politician, I gave my email to was Travis Allen, and I don't get emails from him when he was an assemblyman. He's really good at not um, spamming you. Spamming you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I'd like to get back to one point that you made about the. Legislature and the California government not heeding the will of the people. Uh, This week, uh, I believe it was Monday, Governor uh, Grissom Newsom announced a moratorium on a a stay, if you will, on all executions of all 737 death row inmates here in California. And just in case you aren't aware, if you're not in the state, that includes the likes of Scott Peterson, who's sitting on death row right now for the murder of his wife and unborn child. Yeah. That includes um, some of the more notorious serial killers to hit the state in the last
0: 50 or 60 years. Um, I have a list here of all 737. If we want to, I mean, here's pictures. Yeah, let's take the next hour and a half and go through all of these. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. All you have to do is, I mean, it's like a Rolodex of who's who in the California system. I mean, we could just click on any of these people. Let's see. This is Rodney J. Acala. He's 73. Uh, he looks an awful lot like Charles He Nancy. murdered five people in Orange County. And Gavin Newsom has decided that this man, it's better if we continue to support him for the rest of his life. Even though he's killed five people. He was actually a serial killer. Uh, the total victim count is unknown. They were able to link five to him. Um... He was convicted three times in seventy nine, nineteen seventy nine, for kidnapping and murdering a twelve year old. Um, and you know what, Gavin Newsom's decided that this man, it's better just to let let him go, than for him to actually be punished for what he did.
1: You know, it's awfully expensive to let them sit in jail on life sentences for the rest of their you know. He's not he's seventy three, but he's been in jail how long? That thirty
0: eight years and right. eight months so far.
1: Yeah, so you know. Spending money that the state doesn't have to keep these animals alive, that's that's perfectly
0: fine. But, I was just reading a study. But it's immoral,
1: apparently, to put them down
0: like the dogs that they are. I was just reading a study on how much it costs to actually keep them. Average of $81,000 a year. A year? For uh, each of these inmates. I
1: don't even need 81000 a year to survive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, we, me and my wife's combined income, we don't live on 81000 a year. But somehow these got it's costing eighty one thousand dollars to keep them, and Gavin Newsom society we'll just keep paying that.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that... and I don't remember his name, and I wouldn't give him the advertisement if, you know, if, if I did know his name. But the illegal immigrant who, who shot and killed several cops a couple years ago in Sacramento, yeah, he's sh- he's on. Uh, if he hasn't been put on death row, and I believe he is, but he does sure deserved it. He would be another one. And by the way, if you you know you think he's an alleged. Uh, Cop killer, he actually laughed in court being convicted and said that he yeah. would uh, he would do it again if released. He would do it again several times.
0: Yeah. Here's another one, Carlos M. Argueda. He's 31 years old. He shot and killed a man while riding in his car on Valentine's Day. The very next day, with another man, they shot. They used a submachine gun on a group standing outside of a nightclub and killing a 12 year old boy. He's been on death row for 12 years and a month. And Gavin Newsom decides, yeah, let's just hang on to him. You know, Gavin
1: was behind the initiative to uh, repeal the death penalty as a as a policy um, several years ago, and the California uh, populace, you know, we don't normally vote as a block for good things, but uh, in this instance, you know, they they realized it was good for them, and they they voted to. Not repeal the death penalty as a policy, and then right after that, there was another policy, another proposition to expedite the death penalty, yeah. which we supported and passed. And when that passed, then uh, knowing that he was going to run for governor someday, and, and in case you're not aware, president, he's going to be running for president one day. Absolutely, mark my words. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, you once can he's see it. Yep. Does uh, they asked him how he would respond to that, and he he said that he would heed the will of the people. And that it was not his prerogative to override us. And so you can see in just this one heinous move that he's made, uh, the lack of care for the populace in California. And I'd like to point out really who he doesn't care about, who he really could not care one iota about, is the the minimum of 737 victims and their families. Now these families who were promised justice and had to sit through the process of trials and appeals just to get their loved one's murderer on death row now have to sit with the fact that they're not going to be punished for their crime.
0: Yeah. Even uh, Trump was tweeting, and I mean, you could say that really about every topic these days, but Trump was tweeting about it, um, that he's not happy. Uh, Obviously, the families of those who were killed have been waiting for their loved ones' murderers to be put down, um, obviously are not happy about this. He tweeted, he said, friends and family of the always forgotten victims are not thrilled and neither am I. I think that's about it. I don't see hardly anybody in California that's going to be thrilled for this. Um, He said running in 2016 for governor, he was asked what he would do with the death penalty. And he said he wouldn't get in, in the way of how the voters voted. Well, not only did we vote to keep it, but then there was another... Would you say another um, proposition. proposition to expedite it, which we voted Make sure it was for, enacted efficiently, that find the most effective way of execution and get it over with, uh, and uh, that's how we voted. He said he wouldn't go against it. How we voted, that's how California voted, and he just went against it. Well, California's always been good at that. Uh, surprisingly,
1: California voted in favor of Proposition Eight back in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, I believe it was. Yeah, I was still in high school. We we supported and passed Proposition 8, uh, overturning um, the push for gay marriage. Yeah. And whatever you feel about that, you know, we have uh, comrades in arms here in California in the Pro- Republican Party that are, uh, you know, gay, and we have supporters and friends and family that are gay. Well, however you feel about that, it, the point being, the will of the people was expressed yep. and overturned by the governor just because... Uh, and, pushed for by the governor and overturned uh, essentially by the supreme court uh, you know just defying the will of the people we no longer live in the land of liberty we no longer no longer live in the home of the of the free it's it's at least not in california or oh, most states yeah most states when we yeah. have states that are pushing laws to abolish the the electoral college and they can't couldn't get away with that so they essentially abolished it by passing a law that gives all of their electoral votes to the winner of the popular vote, not by who that state voted yeah. for. So that's, that state could vote 100% for the Republican, and every other uh, you know, state had a majority for the Democrat. And that that state, I believe, it was Colorado. Colorado was mm-hmm. the first one that signed the bill just this week. Governor of Colorado, it, all his electoral votes will go to the winner of the popular vote. That's that's not what the Founding Fathers had in mind. This is not the yeah. United States of California and New York. Yeah it just i'm i'm going on a little bit of a rant but i'm getting sick and tired of living in a in a
0: communist state it's supposed to be america well speaking of living in a communist state what about the um repeated silence of free speech whether you agree with them or not i just happen to judge Janine. who's one of the largest of uh, has one of the largest viewerships on fox news even fox has recently put her on fox hold always been really good for at, something she has said
1: fox has always been really good at cowering and um kowtowing to the liberal uh, elite and the establishment when they call for the banishment or the censoring or the firing of a conservative voice yeah. um you know which, which is widely considered to be the last stronghold and bastion of conservative politics fox news um if you don't if you're not aware has been uh being run has been the 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 ceo the owner of the company and his two sons that are running it are Incredibly liberal. And you can see how they got rid of Bill O'Reilly for, you know, whatever they came after him for. And they're this week coming after Tucker Carlson for something that he said 10 years ago in a monologue. And now they've actually dismissed for at least this week, Judge Janine's show over her honest, brutally honest and frank and upfront and bold faced assertion that Ilan Omar adheres to Sharia law. She's wearing a hijab. Yeah, I mean, she just asked, do you think that this could be indicative of her adherence? She, and she was being really pragmatic now and I, uh, diplomatic about it, as well as being, you know, just calling it out. She, she, she was being diplomatic. She saying, says that could her goal... Think, oh, I would say yes, it is. Well, she of said that her goal
0: is. was to just ask a question and start a debate. It's, it's the, the discussion
1: of whether or not Sharia law, which is here if you don't believe us, go visit Dearborn, Michigan, Yeah. go visit the districts of Minnesota with uh, the large Somali population that elected Ilhan Omar and look into how they were brought here from Somalia by the previous president and settled in one area and they took over the politics and, and the Sharia law that they, they believe in. It is not compatible with the Constitution of the United States of America. It's not compatible. When Sharia law supersedes the Constitution and then these people are becoming elected, it is a sad, sad day for
0: politics in America. Where I don't think she was wrong in asking that is the fact that she asked it about Omar. Because um, I may differ with some people, but I don't think that because somebody is a Muslim or happens to wear hijab that they're instantly um, for Sharia. Although... It is a major tenet, but we, uh, even the Christian world has different beliefs. There are, you know, sects and denominations within Christians. They life. have different things, exactly, believe different ways. They use the same scriptures, but may think of it in different ways. I do think that there are Muslims that believe in Islam. But may not necessarily believe in slaughtering everybody, even though the Quran course, reformed, does call for it.
1: Reformed Muslims,
0: yes. just like there are reformed Jews, reformed Christians. So if she was just a normal person on the street and you say, look at that person wearing a hijab, obviously she's a terrorist, that's going to be wrong. Oh, all well, profiling is wrong, of course, always. But, but this woman in particular and
1: her antisemitic. But Ms. Constantly- Omar
0: consistently slamming Israel, saying the things she's done, being link- linked. And going to events ran by Linda Sarsour, has admitted, obviously, hanging Sharia. out with the face
1: of Hamas.
0: Yeah, she's uh, she praises Louis Farrakhan, who happens to be you know the leader of the Nation of Islam. She has all the other symptoms of supporting this thing. I think it is worthwhile to note or to question whether she has certain allegiances. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it was another person who happened to run, um, and just happened she to wear, never hijab. said
1: anything about Jews, never said anything about America, exactly. never said anything about the the our country being trash. Yeah, all the things that her and her her friends in this uh, freshman class of Congress people have said. If it's somebody who's never done that, never given us a reason to doubt her allegiance to the country, then that's one thing. Yeah, but it's not. This is a completely separate case. And it's it's again another example of conservative censorship. Diamond and Silk were censored. Yeah, and they were called dangerous by YouTube.
0: Right, just Diamond because, and Silk.
1: Right, and they're, <laughs> dangerous. They, right, they censor. Uh, these are these are not just little people that are saying things and getting people riled up. These are mainstream. She has a, one of the most popular shows on a major news network.
0: Yeah, to censor her, it's it's blatant. Yeah, for starting a dialogue, if anything, shouldn't talk shows or. Uh, thought leaders, in you know, start dialogue. Let's look at this. I mean, with everything, uh, you know, the saying: if she quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, looks like a duck, it must be a duck. Everything Miss Omar is putting out is anti-Semitic and pro-Sharia by by all, um, by all views. It would be, it's actually, I would argue, patriotic to question where does her allegiance lie.
1: The issue of censorship is really interesting here in California. You know, we're relatively close. We're just a couple of hours away from what was once the heart, the cradle of the free speech movement, Berkeley, California. Yeah. And we were just, you know, in this state, to go from riots for free speech and protest, you know, the right to protest wars and the right to protest government and fighting and people being, you know, brutalized and beat and killed in the streets for it, to go from that to the same exact city... Sixty years later is banishing Ben Shapiro and uh, Milo Yiannopoulos and dare I even say Bill Maher from coming to speak at their campus. Yeah, what happened to us? You know the, and it's not something that we just were are assuming is happening. Like myself, I've been there. I was at UC Davis the campus with Milo Yiannopoulos when he brought Martin Shkreli for a talk, and we were shut down by Antifa. The very next week is when Milo Yiannopoulos was. Disinvited from Berkeley by way of riots and fires you know dumpster yeah. fires. What happened to this once great state? That's why we need our listeners and our friends in the right wing to come together, unite liberals uh, uh, liberals which are different than the left. If uh, you've ever heard Dennis Prager on the radio, he will explain to you the difference between the left and liberals. Liberals, while they may be misguided and uh, weak and foolish, they are not mal- maliciously evil. Yeah. They are not um, out for the total and uh, basic reformation of the country. Those, you know, the left, bad that's bad news there. That's literal evil. Yeah. But liberals, classic liberals, what is known on the conservative side as libertarians and conservatives and Bible thumping, um, Bible belt, uh, Ted Cruzers and um, people that, whether you listen to Alex Jones on InfoWars or if you listen to Glenn Beck on Blaze, if you watch Judge Janine or if you watch Tommy Lahren, if you watch Jesse Waters or if you like Tucker Carlson, Carlson better, yeah. no matter where you are on the, on the spectrum away from the left, need to come together and stand up and stop laying down in this state. Stop letting a small
0: majority, LA County, run the rest of our lives. Yeah, uh, we need to do something about all these. This Overwatch. This I mean, just ridiculous ideas coming across. I did bring up Kevin Kiley earlier, and I want to touch back on this because I want to touch it in a future episode. Um, he did. He's he had proposed a bill that will be heard to um, have. Uh, elected officials legislator, state legislators and senators be required to take a constitution course oh, absolutely once elected before going and serve they'll be required to take a course on the constitution I think it was like a 2 hour course how much
1: how different would politics be today in the country and in the state if they just knew the constitution Yeah there was an official and I'm kicking myself that I didn't look this up beforehand but there's an official in California and I can't remember which office he held I don't believe it was Attorney General Javier Becerra, but though it may have been. But they they mentioned the fact that California legislatures push, the legislature pushes through things that are unconstitutional on a daily basis. Yes. On a daily basis because they know the courts, the Ninth Circuit, the Supreme Court of California, all of the liberal run courts will allow it. They'll lay down and allow it. And his quote was something along the lines of, yeah, we do that all the time, but we do it because
0: we can get away with it. Yeah. One of the things I think as we close, let's go over some things that um, listeners or any interested uh, people can do to help correct the course. There's rallies all up and down the state. You can uh, get in contact with us on Young Conservatives for Today on Facebook. We post a lot of things on there about what
1: we're doing, where we're going to be, rallies that are being held, rallies that we're putting on, rallies that our friends are putting on, some of the contacts we made in the political arena here in the state. And you know, you may look and see, oh, it's just a bunch of people getting together. No, you know, we all have to show up and yes. do our part to get it rolling. Yeah. If you just wait for other people to show up, then nobody will show up and you get four person, five person, ten person rallies. And even if you can't show up, support by sharing the information. Yeah, get it you out know, there. Just share it. There's so much uh, just ignorance of things that are happening that you can share on your own social media platforms. Say, hey, anybody out there who is tired of the governor, tired of the legislature, things that they're doing in our state, yep. we know somebody. You could say on your Facebook page that you listen to us and that this is what we're putting on and get your friends to show up, even if you yep. can't go. We know you're conservative, so we know you have a day job. So do we. <laughs> If we were liberals, we would all show up every day, uh, all hours of the day. But you know, we we try to plan things on the weekend. You show up, and get involved, donate to your local Republican Party, your city's Republican parties, your county's Republican parties, support uh local and statewide politicians yes. that closely resemble what you believe. It's the only way we're going to turn things around in the state. Is with the grassroots, and that's something the conservatives are very good at. Grassroots, our grassroots are organic as opposed to the Democrats manufactured what they like to call grassroots. If you notice, Tea Party sentiment still exists, where the Occupy Wall Street movement, which was manufactured, has dissipated into nothingness. Black Lives Matter, even, is dissipating into nothingness. These manufactured things, we're better at this organic growth. And what is organic growth? It's you, your friends, your family members, getting out there and getting
0: involved. Exactly. And even if you're looking for things that may be happening in this state, bills or amendments that are being proposed, California State Legislature, both the Senate and the Assembly, have on their websites uh, calendars of bills that are will be coming up. And you can actually watch online. You can watch the votes. Everything they do in chambers or in the on the floor, you can watch online. I know C. Span also covers it. So... Take a look at the website. See if there's bills coming up that you want to fight against or you want to support. Even get word out about those. Do whatever you can to stand up and fight back in the state. And that's the only way we're going to get anywhere.
1: Again, if you want to be able to attend rallies and events and network with us and with uh, other people in the political arena, check us out on Facebook at Young Conservatives for Today. We also run the Take Back California Millennial Millennial Coalition. Also our Instagrams. C. Ty Smith, for Tyler over here. C. Ty Smith, C-T-Y-E, Smith. And Trumplickin Trevor, Trumplicant underscore Trevor on Instagram. And hit us up. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know if you'd like to uh, ask a question that we can address in the show. If you'd like to meet with us at one of our rallies. Anything that you want to contact us for, you can find us on social media.
0: Or if there's any guests that you would like us to reach out to. Other than that we hope you enjoyed drop us a comment and go ahead and go to anchor uh the anchor app and leave us a voicemail and we'll read it over the air we'll play it thank you and we hope you enjoyed it and we'll catch you next time